0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good morning everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome everyone to our uh, Friday Shir, hosted by the Yom of Kugarin Hills. And uh, today's Perk Shir is sponsored by Bitzalel, Rose and Family, Lezecha Nishmas, Bitzalel's brother, Tzvi Ben Levi Yitzchak, and the B'Sham and Aliyah, Shubi Yomel Siyosher, Ad B'Yas Goyal we move on to Mishnah, uh, to Parekh Beis. Parekh Beis and Perkei Avais, uh, is the opinion of Rabbi. Eizehu derech Yishara adam. Rabbi said as follows, what is the straight path that a person should choose? Kol <speaking> shehi <in Hebrew> anything which brings glory to to its doers. Adam and glory to him from man. So what does it mean tiferes glory to those who do it? Does that mean to his maker, to our creator? What's the difference between and tiferes Adam? Presumably means it brings glory to the one who made him. So then, Tiferus loy minha Adam is it brings glory from man. So why does it have to say lo'i? The same way it says Seferas, loy seha, it could say seferes minha Adam. What's loy minha Adam? Why does it say the word loy? So today's shir comes from the writings of a very interesting God of Israel. His name was Rebel Yahu Hakoyen of Izmir. Or Yehu Ha'i Tamri. Now Rebiliyahu HaKoyin of Izmir was a prolific writer. He was one of the rabbis in Smyrna. He wrote more than 30 svarim, close to 40 svarim, says the Chida in the Sheh And he was a great Gabbai Tzedakah. He would go collect money from the Gevirim and be mechalik to that And he was able to cause a lot of repentance through his drashos and through his musr and, and through his language, in fact, the Chida records a story that somebody came to Rabbi Yehoshua of Izmir after his drasha. He kissed his hand, and you should say, "You know, Rabbi, I was primed to do a big avera today, and when I heard your drush, when I heard your drasha, I uh, I retracted my plans, and you opened my eyes." Now, which svarim do we have of the Eliyahu uh, Hakohen? We have the Shevet Moser, which is probably his most well-known sefer, Medrash Talpiois which is a collection of very interesting ideas. Um, how many ideas? Gematria talpios. So 926. The Me'il sedaka the Medrash Eliyahu, Agadas Eliyahu. And he was in the time of Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki. And he passed away in the year Pe Tes, which is the year 1729. And uh, says, and I heard that Rabbi Avram Yitzchaki in Yerushalayim was Maspid Rabbi Yoach, Koin of Izmir. So he wrote many, many Svarim. And we're going to be reading from four different Svarim of Rabbi Yoach, Koin of Izmir. And um, I believe it's going to offer us a very uh, profound insight into this Mishnah. Says the Shar I'm going to give a general rule to a man who has no guide in life. And he's embarrassed to ask a sage. Or if he's sitting in a place that he who, from whom he doesn't have who to ask. In other words, there's a general rule in life that if you want to be successful, the correct thing to do is to have chachamim you could ask advice from, not just if something is kosher or treif, not just if, let's say a mara is tame or tahar, but general advice, life advice. But most people don't have the humility or the boldness to ask someone for advice because they think they're a bigger chacham or it's embarrassing for them. So the Sheba Moser is offering advice to someone who is embarrassed to ask a Chacham or he's in a place where he has no one to ask. He says, Da, Shekomaysa she'ata o'yesa, any act that you do, vafilu she'hoi hefsid mamayin. Even if it causes you a loss of money. Nichna simcha balibcha. If, when you did that act, you were happy about it. Uvais u'bechol e'esu z'man shata zo'icher atu m'sameach. And if whenever you think about that act, you're, you are happy about it, you should know that that act was the will of God. Hold on to it. Al will Don't loosen up. You should be accustomed to doing it. In other words, if you don't know in life, you know, what's the right path? Things that I've done in the past, were they good, were they not good? Should I continue? Anything that you do, that you have simcha from. Now, when I say simcha, it doesn't mean you had pleasure when you did it. That could just be uh, the Sahara. But if, let's say, that day, or even better yet, a week later, a month later, a year later, you look back and you say, you know, I'm really happy about that thing that I did. That's a very good sign that you did the right thing. And the reason why you're happy about it, it is the mystical quality of a mitzvah to engender happiness in those who do it. Even if it costs you money. Why? The mitzvahs of God are upright. They cause the heart to rejoice. That's the opposite of someone who does something. You may look back in the past, something that you made a lot of money from. And after you did it, a lot of sadness enters your heart. And whenever you remember it, you're saddened. You should know, <coughs> it, is, it was probably a sin. God didn't want it. And the reason why it didn't make you feel good is because it's the nature of an Avera to engender guilt. That's why you're mourning. That's the sadness that entered your heart. In other words, if you're, if you're going in life, and you don't know, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? If the things that you're doing are bringing you satisfaction, and simcha, not, not only at the time you're doing, but looking back at it, then probably you did the right thing, and you should continue doing it. If they bring you depression or guilt then you probably did the wrong thing, unless you have a medical condition, which is also possible. And by the way, it's possible the other way. Just because you have satisfaction from it, you could also have a medical condition. You could just be that kind of person, that everything makes you happy. So you have to be extremely honest with yourself. But basically what the Shiva Musar is teaching is that there is a barometer in life, a sort of a compass in life, where if you don't have a rav, and you don't have a moira derech, a person could use their conscience as a compass, where the things that give you satisfaction, they're probably the Rasen of Hashem, and the things that put you down are likely Averos. Now, one thing we still don't know is, why is it that a mitzvah engenders happiness? He just says, that's the nature of a mitzvah. P'kude Hashem Yisharem and if you're depressed about it, if you did a sin, you're probably mourning. That is the sadness that's entered your heart. When you see this, stay away from that. You shouldn't do it anymore. Furthermore, if you do something that is upright in the eyes of God, even though you did it secretly, if you, a person who, let's say, learns privately, secretly, or does mitzvah secretly, there's a certain charm, supernatural charm, that God graces you with. You'll find favor in the eyes of those who see you, and they'll glorify you. In other words, if... There's a way to tell if you're, you're doing the right thing. Namely, if you're feeling happy about it, and people are, so to speak, pleased with you, that means you're probably doing the right thing. And if, if uh, you're saddened by things that one has done, it's probably because it was an avera. Says the Shevet Moser, this is how we read the Mishnah, V'zois ha'avchana, this barometer, Ramza ha'tana Amr, the tana Alludes to when he says "Ezehu derech Yisshava sheyavar loy ha adam kol shiit vers loy seves vers loy mina adam da hoya loy mar Ezehu derech Yisshava sheyavar ha adam." Ah, another point. The Shemus says, "Why does it 'Ezehu derech Yisshava sheyavar loy ha adam'? It should say derech Yisshava sheyavar ha adam.' Why the extra extra 'loy oid'?" What does it mean Tifferas Lo Isha Visaferis Loi Minh? Alhuashadibano, this is what we spoke, Sheyovamid. It's coming to teach Mesbay Shlisha, someone who is embarrassed to ask, or is not in a place where he doesn't have a place from who to learn. Kate said you choose the right path about Amar and it says Ezud Shyovar Loih Adam. What is the path that man should choose for himself if he doesn't have someone to show him? (inaudible) You could say, (inaudible) that anything that a person does. (inaudible) If after you do it, (inaudible) there is glory in the person himself. If there is a simcha that is infusing your heart, in other words, we read the Mishnah like this. What is the path that a person should choose for himself? I Meaning, you don't have a Rebbe, you don't have a guide, you're on a desert island. So, how do you choose the path for himself? That which brings glory inherently, that which gives you satisfaction, happiness, a sense of good cheer, then that's probably the right thing. And adam, if it's noble in people's eyes, that's the right thing to do. You should say anything you do, if it brings to Ferris for you. And to farus from people that people praise him, the even though they don't even know what you did. In other words, if people praise you and they don't even know the good deeds you did, you should know Kimasha, It must be that which you did is the will of God. and you should choose this way, to continue on that path. Now I will say that this is somewhat dangerous. I, it could be, you know, the idea that Avraham Avinu knew what Hashem wanted. So, of course, Avraham Avinu is a Baruch HaKoydash. But if someone's heart is completely pure, then they're able to use it as a compass that they're doing the right thing if it brings them satisfaction. Now, it's dangerous because there are many people who do very bad things and they're, they feel... Uh, Maybe on a very subconscious level they feel bad about it, but somehow, on a on a superficial level they seem to enjoy it. So this has to be. This is certainly a, a true approach, but it has to be used honestly. Now the Agudas Eliyahu in his commentary to Peah, and this is also Rabbi Yohai Koin of Izmir, he also comments on this Mishnah. Why does it say Loi? It should say Yishara. And what does it mean, teferes l'oiseha? And he says the Tano is talking about someone, he's on a path in life, he doesn't know what way he's on, Which what is good in the eyes of Hashem. And he's embarrassed to ask a, chos, a chacham. So it's giving a Simon That the way to recognize what is good in the eyes of Hashem is if it's teferes l'oiseha, which means If simcha enters your heart, and because of that simcha, you're happy about yourself, you feel good about yourself, even though you may have lost money, because you spend money, but if that expenditure brings you happiness, and if people praise you because of that, then that's a simen that it's the Ratzon of Hashem, and you should continue it. He says, Even if it causes a loss, it brings simcha, like it says, The same reasons that he said in his commentary in the Shevet Musar, mitzvot have the spiritual makeup that they engender happiness, and when you do them secretly, Hashem graces you with chen. And therefore people praise you. That's what it means. What will bring a person's self-glory? And by the way, the same is true. The opposite. If you're worried about what you did, even though you profited, and people are not happy with what you did, you should understand that probably you did the wrong thing. So, (laughs) If you don't have a Rebbe, or you're embarrassed, what path should you choose for yourself? Use your heart as your compass. So that it basically says the exact same thing. And, Still, he only explained the reason why it engenders happiness, either number one, because of pikude ashar masam chelev, or because when you do a mitzvah secretly, it is moishek chesed on a person. And then he comes in the sefer Azar Eliyahu, and he repeats this idea again. He goes on the Mishnah Rabbi Oymer Ezra Adam and he asks why loy. And what does it mean to first Adam? However, he says like this: um, the same thing. <laughs> the correct path is Adam <laughs> yadach The way that a person could select on his own the straight path and distance himself from impropriety or for the like, without needing other people to rebuke you, is the siman is. If you don't know if your path is right or not, then you don't have a malamed, if after you do what you did, even though it costs money, you have simcha baliboy, and people praise you, then that's probably the right thing. Fine. He still did not fully explain the rationale behind this method. But in his commentary to the Megalat Tsefunois on Chumash, Megalat Tsefunois, I don't believe we've ever quoted this Sefer before, he says an amazing thing. Parshas Re'eh. God tells the Jewish people, 'eh, Re'eheh, anoychi, noisin lefneichem hayoyim, Beracha uklala, see? I've placed before you today, blessing and curse. What does Rebbein Shalom mean? See. What do you mean see? How could you see today? Shara B'hayam We don't see what when you do a mitzvah, all of a sudden a pot of gold hits you on the head. And we don't see when you do an Avera, all of a sudden lightning comes. We don't see such a thing. So what does it mean? See. So the kind of Izmir says an amazing thing. He says, "V'tam shel davar." I believe the reason is, "Ki davar toiv." If you do something good, Nafsho when you do a mitzvah, God allows the soul to have an inkling of what the reward will feel like, so that causes a great simcha. The reason why when you do a mitzvah, you feel good about it, is because the sort of conveys to the Neshama a sense of what the reward will be. And when you do an avera, even though a person doesn't know, whether you don't even know if what you did is good or bad, but your soul knows, and it's depressed about what you did, that it's against the will of Hashem, in a, in a way where the good deed, the good deed or the bad deed, Oysa Roisham Ba'ada makes an imprint on a person but in a way, Sheroya Oisabayal. You see it firsthand. In other words, you could do an act, you could do something, and even though you don't know it, you don't even know if what you did is good or bad, the neshama senses the reward or the punishment, where so to speak, the happiness or the guilt is something you, you really you see it. You see it, you feel it; it's tangible. You don't know what Gan Eden is, you don't know what Gehenim is, but the soul senses it, and that either produces happiness or guilt. See with your eyes that I mamish put in front of you in a way that your eyes see blessing and curse, and if you say. How could you see such a thing? V'yemtaim re'echi to answer it says, Es ha'bracha, sh'artishma's If you want to know what does it mean, Re'e anoy see. You know how you see? Eshabracha, the way you see the bracha, is do the mitzvahis. When you do the mitzvahis, you'll see the great reward. K'loy mar, kishetavinu l'asais. Shayim, when you kishe tavinu l'aslois sham tiru baatzmechem poiel habracha. When you do the mitzvah, there you will see the effect of the bracha. Upoiel klara klala tiru esagam ki In other words, when you do it, when you do something wrong and you feel guilty about it, you'll know what the klala for an Avera is. You'll know a little bit what Gehenim is like. When you start to have that feeling, that's just a little bit of a taste of what the Gehenim is. And that satisfaction of a good deed, that's a little bit of a flavor of what the Gan Eden is. You want to know what Gehenim is? Imla esha klala. And when you start having that that sadness, daiga, the Gia Lohemla Shah you're not being damaged and you're not being paid for the mitzvah, but in Sadvarim, when a person sins, his soul is sort of saddened. Even if you cost you money, that feel you want to know. God says, I see, I've placed before you today blessing and curse. You say, I see, what am I looking at? I thought it's only in the next world. No. Es you want to know the reward? Im If you do the mitzvahs, you'll feel the reward. Vim you want to know vehaklala? You want to know what Gehenem is? You don't have to wait until lachameh of shana. You could find that right here and right now what the punishment is. This, I believe, is an idea that is enunciated by none other than Rav Chaim on the Hakdama to Perkei where we say, "Kol Yisrael Haba." Every Jew has a share in the world to come. and your people are entirely righteous. your Yerusharites will always inherit the earth. the crown of my planting, i Says Reb Chaim Vilajna. What does it mean? Call Yisai Yesham Chelak Lo El Ma'aba. He says it is known that when it rises in a person's mind to do a mitzvah, nafshoi, excuse me, nasei rishu mei When you have in mind to do a mitzvah, there's a big roshem upstairs. Umiso'ir alav armakif mehakedusha. And A great light is aroused from the sanctity, and it surrounds you. And a man is in its midst. In other words, when you have a good idea, you know, I have a great idea. I want to start learning more. I want to start learning with more focus. I want to help Pliny. As soon as you have that thought, that makes a big Shem and Shemayim, and a great light emanates from the heavens, and it surrounds you, and that light helps you do the mitzvah. Says kadosh." It's like in this world you're already in Gan Eden. Not when you do the mitzvah. When you have in Zin to do the mitzvah, and you think, I'm about to do the mitzvah, it makes a big imprint in Shemayim, and then a great light surrounds you, and it helps you complete the mitzvah. It's, it clothes you with Kedusha HaIdei Gemara mitzvah. And by finishing the mitzvah, the cloak of light strengthens, and illuminates, and illuminates. And that light then arises to Gan Eden, and that's your reward. That's your reward. In other words, when you have a mind to do a mitzvah, you're surrounded in a light like you're in Gan Eden, and it helps you finish the mitzvah. And when you finish the mitzvah, the light strengthens, and then the light goes into your safe deposit box in the Shamayim. But you, you were, for the time, surrounded in Gan Eden. You know, the concept, by the way, this probably explains the concept, mitzvah goyrerah's mitzvah. Why is it when you do a mitzvah, you so badly want to do the mitzvah again? Because there's nothing in this world that could compare to the happiness of doing a mitzvah, because at the time you did it, you were literally in Gan Eden. You were in Gan Eden. Not So, Re- Rebel Yoah Koin of Izmir says, when you do a mitzvah, it engenders happiness. And if nobody knows about it, God graces you with chen. And... Third of all, Rabbi Yoach Kain says, you actually sense a feeling of Ganei But here Rabbi Chaim Veloshner is saying even more, that you're literally surrounded in what your Ganei will be, and then it goes up to Shemaim, <speaking> the Ch'in Ratzolayimah, <Hebrew> Al Avain through a sin, <speaking in> boy. <Hebrew> it clings to you, V'soi kaya Haran, the forces of evil surround you. V'achar <speaking in> HaMaisa, <Hebrew> In other words, when you want to do a sin, actually he doesn't say that because it could be is not but when you do a sin, you're surrounded in in depression and morose and guilt and that's your Gehenna and then it goes to the, to the safe deposit box. Of moved like it says, "Ivanos eichay mabdiel benechem." Your sins separate. Chazal say, "Why is Gan Eden?" It says, "Emek habacha shema lohem Gehenem. which means they themselves deepen the gehenim. And therefore, e'in mano is yose gadol me avin kamasa mitzvahs. Now listen to this: If a person has a hard time with the surnavera, let's say a person is a balkas. He gets angry easily. Let's say a person, he can't, he can't control himself. He talks by davening. And he has a really big Yitzhar for these things. Then the best way to save yourself from sin is do a mitzvah. Because when you do a mitzvah, then you're surrounded in a great light and you're surrounded in Ganeden and it will be, it's sort of a protection that is offered from doing an Avera. By the way, I'll tell you this, I say this unabashedly. I have no idea what Ganeden smells like. Uh, but I know that the house of my grandfather um, in Pittsburgh, that house smelled like Ganeden. And any Sefer that I have that was in my Zayda's house, if you want to know what Ganeden smells like, you're welcome to come over and believe Suffolk. Beli, suffic. there's no reach ni chayach. That that's what he's saying. In a makoim, where mitzvahs are done, you're mamish. I never was in such a place. I, I was in holy places in my life. If you want to know what Ganeiden smells like, they sold it to Asians, uh, you know, when they moved out. So I don't know if it retains its smell, but whatever Sepharim that uh, I have from that house, you could still, I don't know. Anyway, there's no place for the Sahara to rule over it. I, uh, yeah, no wonder why I said it. Yeah, there's what he says. Mitzvah, Gereres, Mitzvah. One Mitzvah draws another. Sheshar, Mitzvah, Mitzvah. Kishar, Mitzvah, Hiha, Mitzvah, Atzma. What does it mean? Uh, the first two, one thing at a time. One thing, Mitzvah, gareras Mitzvah, we understand. He doesn't spell it out, but I think it's very clear. If when you do a mitzvah, you're surrounded by ganed, then so here it is, you're living in the United States of America, and, uh, you know, it's a society that's, you know, on a downward spiral, and it's tough times, and it's uh, the environment and the government, and all of a sudden you do a mitzvah and you're surrounded in ganed, then. And you're at ease, and you have peace of mind, and you're tranquil, and you're satisfied. So why, why wouldn't you want to do it again? There's nothing more in this world that the person would want to do again than to repeat the mitzvah. But another thing is the reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah. The reward for mitzvah is the mitzvah itself gives you reward, which is the light that surrounds you. Like we say earlier, and you're sitting in Ganeiden, and then it's easy to do another mitzvah. Another, another thing is like this. Once you do the mitzvah, Sir Chaim Veloshner is not saying what we just said. We're saying, once you're surrounded in Ganeiden, why wouldn't you want to feel that again? What he's saying is, once you're in Ganeiden, I mean, he can't do an Avera in Ganeiden. All you want to do is mitzvah. Um you're tied up in the ropes of shame. And Averas When you're in Gehenim, I mean if somebody is locked up, you know, in, in a dark dungeon with murderers and adulterers and Royzchim and so the only thing you want to do is do bad stuff. And therefore the Tana doesn't say, Call you so Chelek, Khelech, Bi but, li'oilam haba. Bi' is the lashanas, move on. It's something by itself. Call you so, chilek. Bi'oilam haba uh, would imply there's a place called Oilam haba. It's, uh, it's get off at exit 33 on the New Jersey, New Jersey Turnpike, and uh, after the gas station, make a left, and you'll find it over there. That's what it means. Bi'oilam haba. As if you do mitzvahs, they'll give you something there. But when it says, Le'oilam ha'ba, it's called, you know, two oilam ha'ba, it means right now. La'sha, le'oilam ha'ba, she'oisa ato ha'oilam ha'ba, you're making it now, but b'ma'isa ha'mitzvah, which are the actions of a person, ki ha'mitzvah, hi et'sam ha'schar, the mitzvah is the actual haschar, v'ha'or hu began eden, b'chaye ha'adam, the light is in the garden of Eden, in a person's lifetime. But the full reward is in the world to come. I believe this is another reason why it is possible for one to use their heart as a compass whether they're headed in the right direction. Not just like Rebel Yoach, Me Meizmer says, mitsuis create joy and they bring praise from others and you begin to feel the ganeden. Nefesh is saying, you're literally surrounded in ganeden. So if you have that feeling of tranquility and serenity, and overall well-being through this, the, the good deeds that you do, that means, you know, you—you've Gan Eden has come down for that moment. And you know you should continue that path. And if, if a certain type of behavior is making you uh, feel a little guilty, that's because you've brought the purgatory down here into the United States of America. Let's develop this a little further, and I'm going to wish you a good Shabbos. Says the Nefesh Hachayim in Shar of Paragvav. We say Asher Kedishanu B'Mitzvay You made us holy with your mitzvahs. We say V'Kedash Tanu You sanctified us with your mitzvahs. Says the Nefesh Hachayim. May Eisa Oila Al Raya In HaAdam Lasus Mitzvah. From the moment it arises in a person's mind to do a mitzvah, take of Nasa Lamala. It makes an imprint above in the source, in the uppermost source, and your mamshech from there, and our makif and kadusha al-yoyna, which is choifev on you and surrounds you. Like it says, v'his kadishtem v'yisem kedoshem, from which we learn, anyone who sanctifies themselves down here, they sanctify you above. Meaning, when you do a dover sheba down here in this world, the kedusha is then drawn and nimshach on you from the shirach haelyon of the mitzvah, like the zayar says, v'his Kadishtem v'yisem Kedoshim Someone who sanctifies himself down here, they sanctify you from above, because the rebbeinu dwells on you. If the actions you do down here are holy, you arouse Kedusha and it resides on you and you're sanctified with it. And in Parshas Kedoshim it says, When a person down here does the right thing, then a Holy Spirit rests on you. And in that good deed it resides on you, a holy... Ruach l'sgad to be holy with. Asa When you come to make yourself holy, they sanctify yourself from above, like it says, v'hiskadeshem yisam And the Zohar says the same Parashas Nasai, that you draw a ruach of Kedusha from above, like it says, ad ruach Now, you have this idea to do a mitzvah. God then says, you're looking to sanctify yourself, I will reside on you, and shine on you a great aura of Kedusha. Through that or makif, through that surrounding Kedusha, that encompassing light, you're actually clinging to Hashem, Gam b'chayav, even in your lifetime. It's like you're sitting in Gane Eden and you're being mezdabig ta'akadosh baruchu here in this world. When do you do that? When you do a mitzvah. This is what it means. Ve'atem hadveikim b'ashem chayim you Jews, you cling to the Lord, not only l'achar even in your lifetime. And that comes as soon as you have in mind to do a mitzvah, vizeha or makif. This surrounding light, huloi Ezar, will be an assistance, ligmar ha mitzvah, to complete the mitzvah, vallidey agmar, and when you finish it, ha'arm is chazik The light strengthens, viyarim roishalyan, elevates you more. That's what it means, habalatar masayin and then it pulls you to do more mitzvahs. Cause you say, acher shu, yoishiv, atavi, gan eden, mamish! You're mamish sitting in gan eden! Chhoisib itself, conflict, dusha, besets, oh, yon, you're taking refuge in the shade of the wings of kedusha. Say, in makamah, yitzah, haral, lishloy, ba, it can't rule over you. It can't, uh, it can't be meisi das. This is what it means. Mitzvah, gayreras, mitzvah. So, you say, how could it be that people sometimes do Averos in the middle of davening? Sometimes a person will be in the middle of davening and they'll talk. It's because they're not doing a mitzvah either. They're not davening. Are they davening? They're focusing on what they're saying, on the meaning of the words? Or. So, if a person was truly involved in Tefillah, then they would be surrounded in an aura of Kedusha. It would not be possible. For a person to uh, divert themselves from this. Now, look at what he says: When a person pays attention at the time he's doing a mitzvah, he'll understand that you are surrounded and clothed in kedusha, and a proper spirit is renewed in him. And this is what the pasuk means: Ashar yase oisam that a person will do and live you will listen listen to the Pasuk I know you know the Pasuk I also knew the Pasuk I never knew what it meant it says about the mitzvah you're going to live in the mitzvah surrounded in the mitzvah when you put on tefillin you are surrounded in a light you are alive in the mitzvah, in the aura of the mitzvah. Shum asubav oz sa mitzvah umukav But Lahepoch when a person does an avira and a person is over on one of the mitzvos of Hashem, Chazal say kal hametamei melmata. Anyone who contaminates himself below metamei oisai melmala, they contaminate him from above. The meaning is as we said before. Shem yishoyresh oisai ha'avayin lamala. Once you did the Avera, the source of that Avera, Avera which is the Koychas Ha-tuma, it draws down to you a Ruach of tuma that hovers over you. And once you're in that bubble of tuma, the only thing you want to do is another Avera. Like the Zahar like says in Parashat Sav, V'Iyahu Istav if a person contaminates themselves down here, It da ruach you arouse contamination from above, and it comes and resides on you Vistoev and it contaminates you the haleslachtavubish. There's no good and bad together, Kadusha Maswava, the karvish, Yikara Vishrashala. So the same thing when it comes to Tama, Viza Amarakasa regarding this the Pasik says Vinitme Sembam, Hainu Basoi Khamash. That is, you will be contaminated in them. The air of Gehenum surrounds you, and it encompasses you when you're still alive. By the way, with this we once explained why when Yaakov Avinu came in to be Mechabed his father, Yitzchak Avinu smelled the Reach of Gan Eden. And when Esau came in to serve his father, a dead dog, his father smelled Gehenim. Why is that? Because when a person's doing a mitzvah, they're literally surrounded by ganeden and therefore Yitzchak perceived the great mitzvah of Kiberav that Yaakov Avinu was about to serve him, and he sensed the smell of ganeden Masha <laughs> Enke and Chazal say that Yitzchak came to serve his father. He couldn't find any hunt, so he brought a dead dog. So that wasn't Kibarav, that was a sin. So Yitzchak smelled the Gehenim that was encircling Esav. With this type of approach, the Erbil Yoha Koin of Izmir, reading the Mishnah, he reads like this. If you don't know the right path, and you don't really have someone to ask, How do you know what path to go on yourself without a malamed, without a director, without a teacher? The answer is, If it brings you happiness. A, because a mitzvah has a skula that it brings simcha. And Rabbi Yolak, Koen says, The nefesh begins to sense the future reward. The nefesh achayim adds: not only does a nefesh sense the future reward, but literally, once you set out to do a mitzvah, you're surrounded mamish and in this world. So if you're feeling tiferes from it, and v'tiferes adam, and people praise you, which means Hashem is granting you, so to speak, this accolade to to spur you on to further this path, then that is an indicator of the path to go on when you don't have someone to guide you. Okay, Marvara Bhaisa, that is uh, what we got today. Perkay Avai's Parak Beis, Mishnah Aleph, wishing everyone a great Shabbis. Sure. So mitzvah dour mitzvah I you understand, he's surrounded by Ghanadin, the Rayah of Ghanaian, that encourages you to do the another mitzvah. But if you're surrounded by Tuma Uh, Gehenna, if you're doing an Avera, how is that Coreras to do another Avera? As a matter of fact, I wonder about that concept, because, see, if you do Hasrachlil, Yilu Arayas, right? Yeah, you get some satisfaction, you have some bodily pleasure. Okay, so... That's what what convinces you to continue to do the Avera. So he doesn't say... It's not not a, a, a preventative measure. right. That's the way I, it, we, you would think. So certainly, you have averos have physical pleasure, but what's the feeling you have from it? Do you feel good about what you did, or you you say, "Well, that felt good," but I, my, you know, how, how does your soul, how does your conscience feel about it? If well, conscience was, if your conscience felt bad and was strong enough to overcome the Sahara then you wouldn't do it again. But unfortunately. Warfare, then that, the person continues to do it once you get sucked into that uh, cycle. So it seems like the way the way it works is that once a person does an Avera, he's surrounded in Tumma. Whatever that means, he's surrounded in the forces of tumma. And those forces enjoy, appreciate, feel good about sin. So that's what sort of uh, keeps him in this downward spiral and it makes it challenging to break out of. But you're right, it's it's going to be a contradiction between the physical senses and your conscience. Because you know, we believe that when a person does the wrong thing, on some level he feels rotten about it. Yeah, but the So Rabbi has a has an idea that the Yitzhahar after a person does an Avera he hates a person so much that after he does the Avera he wants the person to feel guilty about it not to do tshuva but just to feel bad about himself. Okay Rabbi Zayi? Alright, have a good Shabbos for everything. Good Shabbos, kol tov, bimatsliach, yeah. well. In person. Monday, no, it's not in person. Not yet. Person. no. Probably uh, after Shavuos. That's my guess. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.